0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Puzzle, brought to you by FullScale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Start a Puzzle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And friends, I got to tell you, today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult, but Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. And they have the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io or check the show notes for the link to learn more. All right, so... I don't think it's any great secret that I love hosting innovators on the show. I love talking to women who have joined Innovate Her KC, and today we have with us a founder that I have actually known for quite some time, but it's been a little bit since we've had a moment to connect, so I'm very, very excited to welcome Kristen Summers to the show. Kristen is founder of Back to Self Care and creator of the MindStar Health app. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Thanks so much for being here
1: thank you for having me. I'm excited to catch up. It's way overdue.
0: I have know. Me. It's like, let's just have a coffee and catch up, but like, let's happen to hit the record button. That's great. So I'm going to ask you the perennial question and here it comes. Tell us about your journey, Kristen. Okay. Um, I will start
1: with well, honestly, as a public speaker, I'm not gonna go into my pitch, but I'll do I'll say a couple sentences that I normally oh, you know, let's hear it. <laughs> um, so usually when people ask me because my background's journalism and magazine editor, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, now you're an entrepreneur and you created an app and you did all these things. So they always ask how, they always ask the why. And the truth is, is that I was following I'm 37, so in my twenties, I was following the checklist. It's not good or bad. It's just, I was following the checklist of growing up in the Midwest, in the middle of nowhere, two hours from here, small town, 200 people, there's a mile, you know what I mean? Like, so I grew up, my mom is fantastic and she's a great supporter, even though she has no idea what I do. And that's okay. She just, she still supports me, but it was very much follow the checklist of college, boom, marriage, kids, house, trips, dogs, all this stuff. and. When I was 29, what really started all of this, um, I did. I went to hell and back internally. So I developed severe postpartum depression and anxiety, which I know a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. A little bit from the birth control shot. So I think I already had it and the shot exacerbated it. But what ended up doing it being this catalyst of completely changing my life because I literally felt like my foundation burned to the ground and I I didn't have a foundation. It was just cracks. I was just a mess because um, I had no experience with anxiety, or at least I wasn't aware of it. I'm pretty sure I had it, just wasn't aware, wasn't talked yeah. about. This is 2015. Um, when My daughter's born, my third child. And then I started, I just said, screw it, honestly, because doctor said, take some pills and best of luck. And It's going to take a while for your body to regulate. And I said, no, <laughs> uh, I'm not just going to wait. And I was more like, concerned of what kind of person I was going to be after the fact like after i yeah. come out of this and I feel better who, who am I going to be don't even know who I am so I started to do research um which led to the creation of my app where it all started so I started doing this research on the mind from various aspects so psychology the anatomy of the brain where anxiety lives in the brain um even though it's not we didn't invite it it's there um and so I just came obsessed, honestly, um, which was a great way to actually pull me out of my depression because anytime I felt super sad, I just grabbed a book and just started reading about something about the mind or something I found interesting. It could have been, I don't crochet, but I wanted to learn crochet at one point. So I was reading about that and I never took it up. It was just anything to direct my mind. And so with that, I decided okay, I'm coming out of this and feeling better. And guess what? It's more than just the eat healthy and work out. It's so much more than that. So because of that, and I realized I was following this checklist, I said, screw the checklist. I'm going to create my own checklist. I know society has expectations of me as a mom, as a woman, screw it. I'm going to create my own checklist. Of what I want to so say,
0: what is that checklist? Yeah, I, I want to hear a little bit more. Let's talk yeah. about it.
1: So, about my checklist now, or what the checklist no, is checklist now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, my checklist now,
1: honestly, is really simple and it is does it bring me joy? Does it bring me income? Ah. Uh, does it bring me O's? You know what I mean? And does it? Yeah, and 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 or does it feed me? Does it bring me tacos? And it's pretty much how I started to follow things. Like, if I'm interested in something, okay, does it bring me joy? Does it something that I want to do? So obviously awareness of what brings me joy. So that's the question: is what brings me joy? And it could just be standing outside, enjoying the sun. Brings me joy. It doesn't have to be this complex thing of. Just really simple things. So as I say, grinding with gratitude. So what does that look like? How can I grind with gratitude? How can I hustle with gratitude? So my list is really just asking myself those questions. Um, And a lot of it has to do with just number one, does it bring me joy? And what does that joy look like for me? And so... What brings me joy? What makes me laugh every day? I try to make sure I laugh every day. And I'm not talking like a chuckle. I mean like a wholehearted like belly laugh every day. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of became my checklist.
0: And yeah, yeah it's so I, it so, really so I love the self-awareness that it takes to uh, to kind of craft this new direction for yourself. And it's really interesting because i I often find that founders, Most founders, they're speaking to a need that they experience in their own life, um, or at least a lot of the ones that I know. And so I love the fact that your story's genesis is actually rooted in your own experience, even though you weren't a psychologist, like you weren't a psych major, you weren't involved in tech. Now, One of the things, and and we're going to talk a little bit more about, I really liked what you said about grinding with grace. So we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But one of the first things that kind of came to my mind as you were talking is, you know, you're a, you're not a tech person and you're building a tech product. And yep. I find that, I always find that so interesting. Can you talk to us a little bit about that experience? Sure. So um,
1: as I was kind of coming to and realizing I wanted to do more, right? I had this information and I thought, okay, what can I do to reach people? And I remember I was in the kitchen and my oldest handed me a worksheet from school with a star on it for yeah. behavior. here. And I thought, why aren't we rewarding ourselves for good behavior? Like, why? where's my gold star as an adult? Like, where's my sticker? Because yeah. I paid my bills. I did all these things. And then that's what literally sparked the app. Like, literally, that was it. It was like, at first, it was actually called Gold Star. Because I kept thinking, okay, what is this? I mean, I had to, like, finish cooking, feed the kids. And I was like, I'm going to go outside. I took my journal. And it just flooded. And I just started writing out. And I thought that. Not a tech person. In fact, I even messaged a couple different people in tech, and I was like, "Take this idea. Take this idea." Like, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, that's great." And then nothing. nothing. I thought, okay, all right. If I really want to do this, then I need to excuse me. Start doing research about it, and then realizing that, hey, guess what? I don't have to actually code it, though. I did teach myself code um, in college. For the newspaper because I had some ideas on the college newspaper. They said, "Here's a book: Teach Yourself HTML." I'm
0: like, "Awesome, okay, here we go." I just do. I always tell people that that I I have, I know just enough code to get myself in trouble. Like, I I bet I'm a developer's worst nightmare because they come upon this stuff that's just so shoddily put together, and they're like, "Ah, not only do I have to work to do the work to like create the thing, but I also have to do the work." to fix what you did asshole and I'm just like yeah "Yeah." oh yeah I I did a drop down like navigation did a drop
1: down I was so proud of myself because it didn't crash the website like it it looked really good um and then when I left college they actually said uh hire someone that's going to a degree for that I'm like got it well you know what yeah thanks I tried thanks yes I will hire someone for you that actually knows what the hell they're doing um so what it was is that i told myself I was going to start exploring this, that at least had to do this. And I didn't know where to go. And I think that's one thing when you don't know what you're doing. I have found, which is interesting, is that everything I want is on the other side of fear. And when I ask myself, I don't know how to do this, I take that as actually a good thing. Because I know that my mind is going to start looking for ways. It's going to start researching. It's not, a how am I going to do this? Oh my gosh. It's like, how am I going to do this? This is exciting. Yeah.
0: How? Can well, I, mean, I that's that's the entrepreneur's journey. Like, at our yeah, heart, exactly. we're problem solvers, and we're really right. we re- exactly. excited about attacking challenges. I, I one of the reasons that I love entrepreneurship so much is because so many founders are of that mindset. Like, I see a challenge, I see an obstacle, and I'm going to find a way to jump over it, or crash right through it even if it means you know the grind the struggle so so right, i love you that set up
1: a little way yeah so yeah i i started to just uh my use my design background okay so i'm thinking all right I'm with indesign i didn't even know it was called wireframes i just started designing what i wanted the app to look like and i would do this at night i had a nine to five job then the kids would be asleep they'd be around me and i sat there Cuddling within, soaking up that oxytocin, that honey cuddle hormone, and just started designing. What do I want this app to look like? So when I met developers, they were all like, "You did these wireframes?" I'm like, "Oh, that's what it's called." Okay, well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yep. So I didn't even—I mean, I didn't even know what it was called. I didn't know the, the the language of tech. I just knew I had something that could help a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and so what ended up happening is that we actually launched an Android, all self-funded, by the way.
0: Well, um, sure, sure. Love yeah. those bootstrappers.
1: Yep. <laughs> and um, then COVID happened. And I actually found out that the developers, so I learned this lesson. I found that the developers, while they were cheaper, and we'll admit this, they were cheaper to work with them, um, the code they gave me would be non-existent, like would not be working in about 18 months because I had hired Yeah, I hired a CTO locally. These people were not local, again, because I'm just being bougie on a budget, trying to make this happen, at least get it off the ground, hopefully find an investor, you know what I mean? Just like get it out there and see what happens. And then I ended up uh, kind of pausing it because I, you know, decided to go through a divorce for fun um, at the same time and COVID happened. So I took that as a sign to pause the app. Um, I will say currently I'm actually looking at, I'm talking to a couple different people interested in buying the app and what I have, because really it's about 90% done because when I paused it, like I said, from Google. So I had to learn all of that, like on my own, as far as like Apple takes longer, Google takes three days to approve an app and Apple takes up to 30 days. So, and then they'll come back and say, Oh, this code's incorrect and correct. So, um, I'm actually have a couple buyers interested in that. But what I started to do is then apply that aspects of that app, which essentially was a self-care rewards app and incentivized, gamified self-care. Um apply that to QR codes on products that I make now um and in different services. So I took parts of that app and developed a course that I speak and teach about called the mindful self-care five pillars of self-care. And I started To just take that idea. So it all started with this app and then literally just kind of morphed into these other beautiful avenues and channels um, to where now when people scan a QR code on one of our products, it takes them to a self-care experience. It takes them to a video that teaches them meditation. It takes them to a video, maybe with affirmations. Maybe it takes them to a playlist. Um, Maybe um, it takes them to some different yoga techniques they can do um, or breath work. Um, So the idea is that different parts of the app are now have been applied. Um, Is there potential for the app to come in and be web based to where you log in and you track your points of what your self care is and then you get rewarded? Absolutely. Um, I don't think the the people that are interested in buying the app, I don't think I'm going to be out of it completely, which is great. Yeah. Oh, great. But it's kind of been my thing of just kind of quietly shopping it, like realizing that this is fantastic, though I don't expect all the feedback to be positive. In fact, I think there was a couple of times I did One Million Cups and I got some hard hitting questions and I really appreciate that. Yeah. But um, knowing that it was just the beginning and then being able to open my mind to that, um has been incredible. And sometimes I forget people like you created an app. I'm like, Oh yeah, I I did do that. Didn't I? Like I do. Yeah, 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 I do. (laughs) So, um, it also reminds me too, that going through that postpartum depression and coming out of that, if I can overcome that and if I can develop an app and go into the tech space, I can do pretty much freaking anything. And I think that mentality has helped me break into different industries that I never thought I would be in that I'm actually doing pretty decent. In I mean, I know there's some people that launch products and never get a sale. They launch a program, never get a sale. Um, and I've been very few, but I think it's honestly because people align with the mission. They're not buying the products. They're, they're buying your story. They're buying you. And so, and, and what you're bringing to it. And I think having this authenticity of like, Hey, I have this great idea. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help? I know I did this, but can you help add this and let's help each other out
0: has been hugely beneficial. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that I find really, really interesting about your story, Kristen, is that you talk about, I, I think we all know that COVID threw all of us for a loop. And I love the fact that you're so transparent about the fact that, you know, you're not a tech founder and you had to reach out to other people. Um, That is it's really cool that you are surrounding yourselves with experts. And I do just really, really quickly want to break in and say that, hey, friends, if you are also having some pain points around finding a software development team, full scale can help. Finding expert software developers is difficult, but it doesn't have to be, especially when you visit FullScale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. You'll use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Now, friends, just a reminder, we are here today with Kristen Summers, the founder of Back to Self Care and creator of the MindStar Health app. And we're just kind of talking through, we're talking through a lot of things, you know, being a non-technical founder, trying to work through those issues, you know, what happened when Kristen tried to start an app during the middle of the pandemic, and then the pivot that you did. And one of the things that you said that I found just absolutely fascinating. And, and Friends, listeners, please know that I am highly encouraging you to check out Kristen and to check out Back to Self-Care and the products that they sell. But one of the things I'm going to ask you to give a little bit of your wisdom away for free, if you don't mind, Kristen, can you tell us about the five pillars of self-care? Sure. What are the five pillars of self-care? I need to know.
1: (laughs) So um, essentially like I said these there are five pillars and all I've done essentially is taking different aspects of self-care so different types of self-care and yeah. put them into what I call the five pillars because that's just easy to digest five fingers five pillars that's right <laughs> so um what it is is that There are, like I said, five different areas of your life when it comes to self-care. Now, there's obviously subcategories, and it depends on how technical you want to get. If you look up self-care, there can be eight types, 12 types. That's why I broke it down into five. So number one is practical self-care, okay? That is adulting one-on-one. Those are the things, like taking out your trash, doing your dishes, um, things of this nature that... You don't really want to do, but, you know, again, you need to as an adult. And for instance, when it comes to cleaning, you don't know there's a lot of benefits to your mental health by keeping a space clean or at least tidy. Um, so that's practical. Physical self-care um, is the easiest for people to understand because that's the one that we're pitched and sold the most. Mm-hmm. Um, taking your pills, drinking your water, uh, working out, eating healthy, all that stuff. Physical. That's easy. Yeah. Um, then there is emotional self-care. So that's that inner work. Okay. So that's how you
0: kind of talk to yourself.
1: Yeah. So that's your inner dialogue. That's connected with your inner child. That's meditation, journaling, processing your emotions. And that is, um, learning to just kind of work through things, um, whether that's on your own with a therapist, whatever that looks like to you. Then there is connection, self-care. That's yeah. how you connect with yourself, others, Ooh. and objects or things. So that could be, if you're spiritual, how you connect with the universe, you connect with God. Um Objects could be nostalgia. I love SpaghettiOs with meatballs. I do. When I'm having a bad day, I eat a can of that because it reminds me, as a teenager, it kind of just brings me back to like good yeah. vibes of watching a rom-com, eating SpaghettiOs, at my parents' house.
0: Well, so, could it could it also be like, so when I think of connection, the thing that sprung to my mind was, hey, you know, when I'm feeling down or sick or sad, like one of the things that I want to do is I want to talk to my people. So like, that's when I arrange for the coffee to hang out with a friend I haven't seen for a while. Or that's when I make sure that we, I have a movie night with the husband um, just to kind of like have the people that I love pulled in more closely around me. Is that part of it too?
1: Yeah, relationships. So connecting yeah.
0: with yourself and others and how you show up in those relationships.
1: That's so, awesome. Yes, absolutely. Um, so then, so we have practical, we have physical, we have emotional, we have the connection, and then we have mental self-care, which gets mixed up a lot with emotional. Um, mental is the fact that your mind is a muscle. It needs to be flexed. So that, that's where your hobbies and your interests fall right in there. So that's where you're picking up the book and you're learning how to build an app and you're learning things of that nature. So it's nurturing those things. Um, I recommend for mental self-care that those are some things that you do that are not for profit. Those are some, not that everything that you do. So if you love to make jewelry, if you want to sell it, that's great, but you don't have to sell every creative aspect of yourself. Yeah, you can keep some of that to yourself. So I love to repurpose, refurbish, kind of jazz up furniture, tables. I do that for myself.
0: Yeah. So. Oh my uh, gosh, you and I someday we're gonna have a chat about that because I really, really want to redo this dresser that I have in my house. But that is neither here nor there. But you and I are gonna engage in that kind of self care together. Just watch. Okay. Uh, no, I I love that so much. Well, so, so you have these five pillars of self-care and you have this, this app, you had this app, but now you say that you have, you've pivoted a little bit and you have QR codes that are on your products So talk to us about those products and how your, your work shows up in the QR codes. I want to hear a little bit more about that connection. Sure. So, um, I was looking for a way to
1: reach more people, getting people to admit that maybe they need help with self-care is hard. People feel like I have myself all figured out. I don't need, you know, to do this or that, which I understand. Um, which is why I like helping people shift their mindset about what self care really is. Yeah. So, what I started to do, like I said, these these QR codes is because I wanted to reach more people. So I was thinking of channels. Everything I do is as a channel, right? So yeah. how can I apply this framework, parts of this app, to reach more people? So. That's where the idea of what do people like, uh, bath soaps, shower scrubs, there are tons of them, millions of them, but do they have a self-care experience on them? They just tell you how to use them, the ingredients and that's it. Yeah. So I decided to create, um, different experiences, different videos, a connect to playlist, um, and just again, apply different aspects of the app and my framework things that I teach and cause I developed a three hour course about it. And I teach that sometimes I start just apply it just in little increments onto these apps or I mean, onto this QR code. So you, you scan it. So, and then it, it's right there on your phone. I know people take the phone with them to the shower, to the bath. They do. Sure. they do. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, let's just magnify those theta waves. Those theta brain waves are already, turned on when you're relaxing in the shower which is why you have that great idea in the shower yeah because theta waves are great for creativity and relaxation so enhance it let's give people more tools and resources to love themselves and which essentially is the mission of everything that i do is just providing tools to help people expand their yeah. self-love toolkit
0: So So I'm just like, if if you pick up like a bath bomb and you say, Hey, engage in self-care by taking a bubble bath, but like the the QR code is going to take you somewhere that says, Hey, while you're in the bath, you may want to try this meditation exercise, or you may want to take a few deep breaths and inhale the the fragrance as a way to relax the mind. Like, is that kind of what we're, we're talking? So, so not only are you teaching people how to use these items, but you're teaching people how to really use these items beyond the, put three drops in your bath water and call it a day. Yep. So that's much more more intentional than than the average product purchase.
1: Yes. Yes, Because again, I was wanting to teach real self-care and teach people these resources, but knowing that the market for self-care, the face mask and face creams is huge, right? And I'm like, I'm not going to go against the market. I'm going to go with it and I'm going to enhance it. So let's enhance it. So that's the way I looked at it. So when I tell people, they say, Oh, you, you just sell bath soaks and shower scrubs. I'm like, no, I have a self-care experience and that's what sets us apart. Yeah. Um, and then of course that intrigues people. And they're like, what do you mean by that? So, um, yeah, I just decided that I wasn't going to go against the market. Screw it. I'm going to go with it and I'm going to enhance it and make it better. And, um, I started putting the products on different sites where wholesale is an option. And Mm -hmm. we're now in seven States and four countries. Wow.
0: Well, congratulations. That's huge. I just want to take a moment to honor and acknowledge what you just said. That's incredible growth. Well done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You see one of my journeys is making sure that like people need to be appreciated. So we're going to do it. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so so let me ask you this because I know that another one of the things, and I and if I remember correctly, I think we've actually had a conversation about this. But I'm really really curious as to your feelings on the subject of gratitude. Um, you know, you've mentioned it a couple of times here, and I, I'm really curious how gratitude fits into self care for you and how it kind of manifests for you.
1: Um, so it starts with awareness and mindfulness. So that is. If I'm going to do a gratitude exercise, I'm going to ground my feet on the floor or outside. I'm going to slow my breath down because there's power in the breath. And I'm going to just essentially really just, and I've done this so much, so I could do this quickly. But in the beginning, it was a little unnerving. Put the phone away. The electronics, Away,
0: <laughs> and now you know that you just said something that like there are people listening right now who are just like, uh, excuse me? No, I know, I know, <laughs>
1: and everyone says that. I understand. Everyone says that. I understand. They're like, oh, I have to once again put the phone down. I, I get it. We, we hear it all the time. But yeah, I'm not. E- I'm even saying just for a minute, and I'll be transparent. If you can't put your phone down for a minute, then you're addicted to your phone heavily, and there needs to be conversation. That's a problem. That. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, But to put electronics down and then to take a couple deep breaths, focus on the senses. So what do you hear? What do you smell? What do you feel? And try to quiet your mind. I'm not saying you have to go to this complete Zen space where there's just nothing but clouds in your mind. I understand that that's hard for people. But can you do it for five seconds where you just clear your mind and focus on how your body's feeling? A lot Mm -hmm. of times we might even have an ache like our hips bothering us and we have no idea because we haven't checked in with our body. Yeah. And you know, and then once you check in, you're like, Oh my gosh, actually my hips bothering me because I took the time to check in with my body to slow down and to breathe. And I know that I am a fast talker and I get going. So for me, it's a genuine practice I do every day. Yeah. Um, I also know that I just get excited about what I, I it's a signal for me that I'm passionate when I talk about, but um, So gratitude starts there. It's the mindfulness, it's the awareness and it's paying attention like, hey, I am safe. There's no one chasing me. There's no one hurting me. I'm in a safe space. You know, if you do it outside, you know, even if it's busy around, you know, and it's such a cool feeling when you can shut off pretty much your mind and just pay attention to your surroundings and be an observer. You can see, Hey, I'm actually safe and I'm healthy and I have a roof over my head and I have food in my belly and not that I'm comparing, but I know that that makes me wealthier than a lot of people. Yeah. And so when I go, what I say back to the basics, which that's the basics, um, those hierarchy of needs. Okay. So let's go with that aspect. I'm safe, Um, food, roof over my head, and then I expand. So, So really
0: quickly, for those of you who haven't heard of it, Maslow's Hierarchy of Need, it's a psychological structure based on what human beings need in order to feel psychologically safe and to thrive. And so at the base, there's things like food, shelter, air those comforts that we absolutely need in order to survive and then it kind of builds up from there and i I can't remember the order of all of them but there's like food safety and shelter there's um psychological safety care and concern from others around you and it goes all the way up to like the the more material things like fancy cars and stuff like that and like there there is a gradation to what human beings need in order to be happy and fulfilled individuals So so you're basing off of that. You're talking about the things that are most crucial for human beings to to thrive.
1: Yeah. Like I say, going back to basics, because sometimes we do need to go back because we're so in our heads. I need to have this. I need to have that. I need to get this done. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Just check in for five seconds, 30 seconds. Like, is it really? Really, that bad going on? Is your life really that chaotic, or are yeah. you just taking and making a molehill into a mountain because your brain's right. on up and it's ruminating? Okay, so like when I know I'm doing that, I'm like, all right, I need to go back to the basics. So then I go back to just that of just what are my needs are being met, and guess what? They're being met, and then I expand on that. Now sometimes it is a breathing technique, like I mentioned, of just kind of quick mindfulness and awareness. Sometimes it's also journaling, you know, it really depends on, I do both. So it could be for, I'm grateful for this. And then kind of just let my mind just expand on that, whatever that looks like. Um, I'm a big believer of just brain dumping, essentially, where you just take a Mm -hmm. pen and paper, no intentions, and you just start writing and you can prompt, I am grateful for, and then just let it go whatever you write down, you let it go. Um, that can be used for anything that can be, I am stressed about, and then just writing all that bullshit on there yeah, and then crinkling it up, throw it away when you do that technique. Um, so you're visually, you know, like leaving your, your mind and you're throwing it in the trash or burning or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think when it comes to gratitude, I think when you start with a solid foundation of appreciating the basics It puts you in reality check, gets you out of your mind. And then it allows you, I think, I feel like it's easier to expand on what that looks like. Um, And then next thing for me, I find myself getting excited over the littlest things. And that's okay. Like people are like, you get excited over this like thrift store find. I'm like, hell yes, look at this gorgeous jumper I got for like $5. Um, So when you start, I believe we start from the basics. And then you kind of build from there and you just practice for every little thing. I mean, it could be like, I have water to drink. I'm drinking. I mean, it could be, you can make it as, as, as detailed as you want when it comes to your gratitude. But when you start from the foundation, I believe that's what makes it, that's where it comes to our mental health. That's a good way to start getting ourselves out of a rut.
0: Yeah. Um, it starts well, at that so, so let me ask you this. Um, we've got, entrepreneurs out there listening who I firmly believe, in fact, I know because I talk to them, but I I just know that they do not prioritize self-care. So I'm going to ask you for some more tips in the second question. But the first question that I'm going to ask you is tell us how that joy that gratitude and that kind of self-care focus, how has it helped you as an entrepreneur? Like we all know that being an entrepreneur is supremely successful, but I want to give them like, what's the case study? What's the use case? Like what, what does, how has it manifested in your life? How does, how does it show up in your life and how does it help you as an entrepreneur? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I get asked this question a
1: lot. Sure. Um, I do practice what I preach so I'm not one of those people that says try this technique, and I have not done it myself. I'm not yeah. one of those. Um, and everything I do, uh, when they ask me where I found it from, I give them the resources. I'm like, this isn't. This is neuroscience, guys. Essentially, um, this is stuff that there's been tons of research on. So this is nothing new. Anything that I'm suggesting, um, you can look it up. You'll you'll find it. And if you you reach out to me, I'll even give you the references and links of where all this comes from. Um, so for me. Um, I kind of have an accountability check where, um, mentally. So if I'm grinding, which I'm grinding with gratitude, but when I'm grinding and let's say it's 2am and I've been working on a new product or a photo shoot or something with my business and I can start to feel myself getting agitated at myself. Mm-hmm. And I start thinking, why didn't you start this earlier? Why didn't you start this project? You thought it was going to take two hours to to build this and it's taking six. Yeah. And I start questioning my time management. I start questioning, you know, where could I cut out the time? And I start wanting to just kind of like throw away my phone, get off social media and just like go run away into the woods. Um, When I start doing that, I have trained my mind to that point that, I need to fill my cup. My cup is empty. I'm not being very kind to myself. And I will stop. I will stop mid-project. I will hit save, and I will then put my ass to bed, for starters. So for me, the fact that I've been able to be aware to where I can tell when I'm starting to get frustrated with myself and start questioning myself, that I need to do some form of self-care. So then I ask myself, what do I need from myself right now? What do I need? What makes me feel good? What can I give myself right now? And some people are going to laugh and say, I need a drink or I need a smoke or whatever. It needs to be an actual honest question of what do I need? Hey, it's 2 a.m. Kristen, maybe you need some sleep because you have to get up at six. You know, maybe I just need to just put everything away, go for a walk. So it's the awareness of asking myself, what do I need? Um, And I have just developed, like I mentioned, for the example, different cue points of certain thoughts when they come up because they do come up. I do not care how much mental work you do. They are going to come up. Um, And it's just having the tools and resources to know how to deal with them. First of all, not let them get to you, but take them as a signal. Um, Our emotions are essentially just a signal that something's going on. And sometimes they're the right response to something. So it's not, it's a, no good or bad emotions don't exist. We label them good or bad. Um, so I, it's a signal, hey, you need to do a little more self-care for yourself. What do you need from yourself right now? And so asking yourself that question and Jen, then giving it to yourself in a very loving way. Um, well, so
0: so you you do a lot of work and like those are some really good tips and tricks. But what I what I want to know is, how has it affected you? Like, I, you know, are do you feel like you're better able to handle challenges? Like, being able to, re- to redirect your thoughts has made it easier for you to to show up as an entrepreneur. Like, what are some of the long range benefits that you see? Um, I take a lot more risk now.
1: Yeah, I take risk as an inv- as an investor. I take more risk, um, just in general with, I have an idea. Oh, it's a crazy idea. Could I really do that? Yeah, I can do that. And so I feel more, more...
0: you're more confident in yourself. Like, is that why you feel you can take more risks? Yeah. So I feel more confident.
1: (laughs) I know that also that, um, that, uh, failing, failing something, um, I define what failure is that's subjective. And so um, if I do something and it doesn't work out, I know that most likely it's going to lead to something else um, that's going to be great. And um, no one, no one gets it right on the first try. And if they do, then they're not trying hard enough, to be honest. And so um, I just know that I have to start somewhere. I'll start somewhere. And so, yeah, I have this confidence of getting back up again. And I think as entrepreneurs, that's important to know that and oh, we for sure.
0: Ego out of, we get our egos, get our egos. Grit, and, get grit and stick it. to it. And this is something that we talk about all the time. Yeah. You know, the practice, you're going to get, you're going to get knocked down. You have to be confident in your, in your ability to get back up. Well, absolutely. I gotta tell you. So Kristen, I, I have loved hearing more about your story. And I mean, there were components of it that I hadn't heard before, but I, I we have come up to the human question and I'm going to ask you. I actually went back and forth on this one because there were two that I kind of thought were interesting, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with time travel. I'm going in on time travel. So what period would you travel to if you were given a time machine and it can be past or future?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go in the past and I'm actually going to, I would love to meet my ancestors to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'll be, yeah, because my family is German and Dutch and they left Germany right. Whenever Hitler was starting to take, uh, yeah. as, far as, as far as popularity, so to speak, and all the stuff that was happening then, and they left to come here. So when I think about risk, right. And, and think about things that I do, I think about my ancestors and the risk that they took to come here. Um, of of leaving Germany. Um and so I would love to spend some time with them. And so cool. yeah, <laughs> and just talk to them like, okay, you like grew some balls and just like moved to the States. You ended up in Missouri. Why? I'm not knocking it, but also why.
0: And yeah. then you know, I feel like, like there are a lot of people here in Missouri who are like, "Look, it's fine," but also, why? Yeah, uh, pretty much. That being said, Missouri is really cool. If you haven't been here, give it a shot. Yeah, look, <laughs> like I'm Kansas
1: City, but um. So, I would like to go back and and that because i I think about that probably more than I maybe should about the fact that they just anyone getting up and going from a different country and moving to somewhere they don't know anyone not familiar whatsoever, and that seems like the riskiest thing of all, and so especially back then, the resources were very different than now um so I don't have the, the, I go back and pass and I would talk to Abe Lincoln, that type of thing. Mine is more personal. Um, and That's I would really love cool to talk that. to
0: you. I, I love that. And it, it definitely speaks to kind of like that self-actuated, self-aware thing. Like you want to get back <laughs> to your roots and you want to figure out like, all right, where did I come from? Right. Uh, well, I, I love that. And I got to tell you, Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, I, as always, I love kind of being a tangential person in your orbit and like watching your journey and watching you grow from strength. Like so, yeah, yeah. You know, and so you're you're just kind of one of those people where like I see you across the room and I'm like, hey, there's <laughs> a cool lady, You know, but but I've loved getting to delve into that a little bit more deeply with you. So thank you for taking the time. Oh, thank you for giving me the time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And friends, one more time, I'm just going to remind you that if you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, FullScale can help. They have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, Highly experienced software engineers, testers, and leaders at Fullscale. They specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit Fullscale.io. And friends, I'm going to go ahead and point you. I've done this a couple of times now, but I do want to point you back to our founders. Wait, Founder Fridays with Frank series. That's what it was called. Uh, I just think it's super cool. We, you know, Kristen is talking about a lot of things that speak to. Culture, like creating culture and creating psychologically safe environments for ourselves and others. Like they're all, they all kind of feed into each other. Well, the founder Fridays with Frank series, we got to hear from startup hustle hosts like myself, like Matt DeCourcy, Watson, Andrew. Uh, We all shared kind of our ideas and thoughts around culture building and creating psychological safety with our teams. Uh, So definitely if you are on Apple or if you are on a platform where you listen to podcastables and consume them, Search for Founder Fridays with Frank, and we should have a few episodes pop right up. I invite you to listen to those. I also invite you to keep on listening to Startup Hustle, friends. We do this all for you, and we are very grateful that you come back to us week after week after week with your downloads, listens, questions, and suggestions. Keep them coming, and we'll catch you next time.